Hello, happy, oh my God, what day is it? Wednesday. Uh, welcome back to the podcast, uh, the Good Witch, Bad Bitch podcast. Um, I'm going to be talking about the full moon in Leo that's happening tomorrow. Um, it's happening at like 12, almost one o'clock PM on the East coast. So for us West coast people, that will be what, like around 11, 12, one, no, my God. 10. I can't do math. So like around 9.54, I believe is the time it will happen for us. Um, so yeah, the whole day or pretty much starting the day off with this full moon energy, although you're likely feeling it already because that's just the way the cosmos work, right? So basically this um, first full moon of the year, it's very exciting. Leo is... Um, opposite Aquarius in the sky. And, you know, Leo is opposite Aquarius, right? So Aquarius is definitely a more, it's the um, second to last sign of the Zodiac, which um, the farther you go out from Aries is the first, which um, has more of a personal day-to-day -day focus. Um, the farther out you go with each Zodiac sign, the more kind of collective and um, the more more of a collective mindset um, and outlook that there is, right? And more on like a long-term um, vision as opposed to the nitty-gritty day-to-day things, right? So um, this full moon is asking us to kind of look back about six months and see like what was happening in August of this past year, right? So August kind of feels like it's a really long time ago, but it wasn't that long ago, right? It was like the end of the summertime. What was happening for you in your life? Like what I usually do is I'll go back and scroll through all my pictures from that time, um, or I'll go through like my social media, um, like story archives and things like that to kind of refresh my memory. Um, I don't really, I don't journal every day like I used to, but I remember I used to like look back in my journal and kind of see what was going on like in my mind or like what I was what was happening for me um at that time so that's kind of fun to do um I know that I I'm gonna look right now and just see what the heck <clears throat> was happening in August and um I bet I'm gonna before I start guessing all right so August let's see um yeah, August was definitely a time where I started getting down to, um, I really started creating a lot, started creating a lot more for, uh, the wild card collective, which is my product-based business. Um, we were getting Leo ready to go back to school, um, you know, which, and then everything changed, right? Like his first day of school was August 21st. Oh, I'm looking at the picture of him. His hair was so short. Oh my gosh. Um, his, uh, first day of school was August 21st. And that was ended up not being a great day, which was really kind of heartbreaking for all of us. I started a new job. Um, I was having some health things happen and, um, yeah, 
I colored my hair. <laughs> it's when I started growing out my pixie and I colored it copper instead of it being like platinum blonde. So, you know, a lot was kind of shifting. It was the beginning of a lot of shifting. I got a huge tattoo that actually on the last day of the month, my big chest piece. Um, and uh, yeah, things really changed significantly after that. And, um, you know, looking back at this makes me realize like how much has changed for me in that time, like what the things I've deepened into, the things I've kind of let go of. So I encourage you to kind of do the same, right? It's good to do that anyway, but when there is something happening in the cosmos that's allowing us or like reminding us, it's a good time to check back in. Look at this time frame. What um, you know, what's either coming to an end or getting ramped up from that time? What are we circling back to something? Are we closing the chapter on something? It's really um important to kind of look back and see. And you know, that was that might have been when the new moon in Leo was, let me think. August would depends. I'd have to look and see, but there um was a connection there, right? With with the moon, with the cosmos. And um full moons are about opposites, right? Kind of like what I said before, like Leo and Aquarius are each other's complementary opposites. Like we all kind of have these. Um, Cancer for me, it's Capricorn, right? Because Capricorn is very tactile. It's very grounded in the, in reality. Um, It's like the bull. uh, Whereas, you know, Cancers are not always connected (laughs) so much with reality. And it's nice to have that grounding element as like a complementary opposite, right? Um, same with Leo and Aquarius, um, you know, and full moons are all about opposites. It happens when the sun and the moon are exactly 180 degrees opposite of each other in the sky. So, you know, while the sun is in Aquarius, our full moon is going to be in Leo and, um, you know, the sun being in Aquarius and also Pluto being in Aquarius, which we won't really get into on this episode. I'm going to do a bonus episode all about, um, Pluto and Aquarius. I'll touch on some of it now, but there's a lot, right? I'm going to do some horoscopes. It's going to be fun. But, you know, Aquarius is the last air sign of the zodiac. Okay. It's about innovation, rebellion, breaking the mold. Um, and it, which is kind of what a lot of air signs really, you could say, are about, right? A lot of them are, they have that quick moving energy. Um, a lot of them are very creative signs. Um, they can see things and they act on things in a swift manner, um, which can lead to right innovation, rebellion, breaking the mold. Um, it just kind of depends on the person. But for Aquarius specifically, it speaks to humanity. It speaks to the greater good. It speaks to the collective. Because like I was saying before, you know, it's the 11th out of 12 zodiac sign. And um, the farther away we get from the first zodiac sign, which is Aries, um, the more closer we get to that feeling of um, humanitarianism, right? Humanity as a whole, um, how does this affect everybody? And so again, with like Pluto moving into Aquarius, Pluto's the planet of transformation. And it takes Pluto like 20 years to move into its next sign. So it's going to be here for a while. And um, 
the last time it moved, right? It moved into Capricorn in 2008 and has been in Capricorn this entire time. A lot happened during that time. The American and uh, the French Revolution. Was that the French Revolution? I have it written down somewhere. If that's incorrect, I'll I'll figure it out and say it in my next one. But, oh, yeah, American and French Revolutions happened. Um, oh, I'm sorry. The last time Pluto was in Aquarius. It was like 1700s or something like that. And that's when the American and French Revolutions happened. So, like, big things, right? Big things. Um you know, Capricorn is such a strong sign and it's really about like the tactile things. Um, it was, it's about like being in charge. It's considered the boss of the Zodiac. It has this big energy. It has like not, I mean, I, a healed Capricorn is a wonderful leader of, yes, they like natural born for sure, but Typically, we see the behaviors of of Capricorn energy can be um, hand in hand with, it can be harmful, right? Because a lot of times there's not, they're not, that energy isn't tapped into the collective and what's good for everybody. It's tapped into what's good for people on an individual level. And usually what ends up happening is then the people at, in, in, power at the top. There we go. Got my words confused. Um, they typically start making decisions that will better themselves and the people in their immediate circle, rather than being able to zoom out and look at the big picture. Right. So that Capricorn energy and every sign has its like shadow has, you know, quote, good and bad. Um, and with the way, with where we're at right now, this Aquarian energy is going to come in like a wrecking ball quite literally, right? It's going to come in and it's going to do some amount of destruction before the transformation takes place, right? So we're heading into the age of Aquarius. And like I said, I will get into more of that later. I'm going to do a different, um, I don't want this podcast to be too like chaotic or like, you know, all over the place. I want you to be able to digest the information I'm giving you. So I gave you a little snippet of what Pluto and Aquarius means um, so that you can kind of see how Aquarius energy works, right? Um, and how we're shifting out of the energy of Capricorn and into something new. Um, because I love me a Capricorn. I I do. We It's like me and Capricorns. I help them live a little and they help me like come back down to earth. You know what I mean? So it's a good match. Um, my dad's a Capricorn. Um, my cousins, two of my cousins are Capricorns, an uncle, my one of my closest friends, like I love me a Capricorn. Okay. And it's okay to say that, like, in in general as a whole, Capricorn energy can also bring X, Y, and Z things that aren't always for the greater good, right? Um and so, you know, I don't like to do doom and gloom type readings or like look into the quote negative or the shadow side of things a lot, because I think as humans, we focus on that within ourselves so much already. We don't need to be reminded of it 24 seven. I choose to see the good, right? Like Capricorn's Capricorn energy. Again, it brings us, we just had a 
new moon in Capricorn just a couple weeks ago. And it was all about like action. It was about like, how can I set up a system for, for, for getting on track, for getting to those places I want to go? It's like that vision, right? How can I really streamline this? How can I bring that energy to what I know is within me to get to that final result? And that, ooh, I love it. I love it. Um, okay. So anyway, Capricorn energy, not bad, but the state of the world right now, it's time to move into new energy. So this is coming at really, in my opinion, like the best time. This is, this is the time. So with the moon in Leo, right? Getting back to the moon being in Leo, we are reminded that we are the sun. Leo is the sun. Okay, so just how every sign has a planet um, attached to it, uh, the sun is with Leo, just like the moon is with Cancer, Neptune is with Pisces, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so we're reminded that we get to be the center of our universe, okay? Because if we are not um, honoring ourselves, honoring our own nourishment, um, honoring our own passions and desires, we cannot continue to show up for the people around us, okay? Um, so getting back to ourselves, that really is um, what this is about. It's reminding us to come back to center, come back to who we are and, you know, have fun. What brings you joy? What allows you to like really shine your light, right? Like when someone asks you about a certain topic and you just like, oh, it's just, you're, it's like an out-of-body experience, right? You're just you're just blabbing, you're going, you're going, you're loving it. They're loving it. You're loving it. You know, what brings you that kind of energy? Are you allowing space for that in your life? How can you bring more of that into your life? How could you pivot your, I don't know, your business ideas or your day-to-day -day routines or, um, you know, like how can you incorporate those things into what you do day-to-day? so that you can exude that vibrance. Like we want to see it. We want to see it. Everyone, everyone loves a Leo, right? They might drive you a little crazy. I have one. I live with one. I love him. Um, and they, they, I think part of what happens sometimes with Leo energy is that it can feel triggering for those of us who haven't figured out how to be our full shiny selves, right? So instead of being triggered and being like, ugh, like they're too much or like this is too much or whatever, maybe let yourself sort of like, I don't know, simmer in the energy. Like, like, like it's a hot spring. Maybe we can dip our little toes in. Ooh, you know, actually it's kind of hot. And it feels pretty good. And then maybe we just kind of bask in the warmth from that energy, right? Until we can kind of fully submerge and feel really good about it. Because that is what Leo really wants to do. Like, yes, they love themselves. They love to be not always like the center of attention, but they love to express themselves outwardly, which can sometimes be construed as wanting to be the center of attention. But people just naturally gravitate to that type of energy because it's an energy that a lot of people either 
or want around them so that they feel comfortable being that way or you know they see parts of themselves in this other person they're like oh here's someone else who loves to be too much here's someone else that isn't afraid to shine their light so you're it's that push pull right and are you allowing it to push you away or pull you in and it just depends on where you're at so we have to be able to to kind of bask in the glory of the leo energy okay um your unique voice like who you are, like, let's forget the things you've read and seen and been taught and, and have witnessed like on the internet or whatever. Who are you? What are you bringing to the table? Like a, let yourself say the weird shit. That's also goes hand in hand with Aquarius energy. They don't fucking care if they're weird. Okay. They're going to say the things, do the things, be out there. And, and that's, what's so fun about Leo and Aquarius kind of merging together is like Aquarius isn't always, I mean, it totally depends on the person. Like I'm not someone who like takes the birth chart or the science to be an end all be all because so much more goes into it, but typically right. an Aquarius isn't, isn't always like this exuberant, like extroverted person. Just, I mean, just like a Leo might not be the most out outwardly spoken person, but together they really get to bring out those those sides of each other right like like the aquarius energy is reminding us to think bigger think broader think you know in more of a humanitarian collective manner whereas leo is like yes yes do that and bring your personal charisma bring yourself fully and truly to the table because that's when magic happens right when we can see the big picture and we know who we are and we know how we're going to show up and we know that we have things to say and we know who we are at our core. And then we know how to express that. Like we play and we have fun and we allow it to not be so heavy all the time. Okay. So your unique voice is needed now more than ever, more than ever, because this age of Aquarius, this is not going anywhere. This um, dismantling and rebuilding of the powers that be of kind of the world as we know it is changing okay and we we need to remember how to still have fun how to still bring our energy and our passion to to the collective right our passion is what ignites our light and illuminates our creativity and gives us that confidence okay that's the leo energy diminishing our light no longer, well, I don't know if it ever was. It never was, but it's not for the greater good. It is not. And that's what this full moon is reminding us of. As we move into this new way of being, this age of Aquarius, um, this transformative time, we want to be fully ourselves. We want to be able to show up and say the things and do the things, right? Being a smaller, more quiet more grayscale version of yourself. It's just not, it's not the vibe. It is not the vibe. Um, right. So then more than anything, this lunation is about release. Full moons are about release anyway, but this one in particular, it's very significantly releasing things that are not for you. And, and not in that, like I'm releasing, I don't even know what, I'm releasing fear because I'm over that and like, it's time to move on. 
I'm totally releasing fear. So I use that as an example, but it's deeper, right? It's like, truly, what are the things that are no longer aligned, no longer lighting you up? Release the things that are truly holding you back. Like I have, I, like years ago, when I started this spiritual journey of mine, it was always about releasing self-doubt. Self-doubt, not always fear, but there was, well, there was fear in like, being perceived as wrong, I suppose. Like there was a self-doubt, deep self-doubt that was going on. Like I just didn't trust myself. I was never quite sure um, about this or that. And I know that I've worked on that and I don't really feel that way anymore, but there is so much fear still that I am working through on like really just doing and saying and talking about the things that I want to. Um, You know, I don't know. Like it's it's funny that we have, we we keep coming back to certain things and it doesn't make it wrong um, because part of this too is releasing the judgment around the things, right? So I'm releasing the judgment around being afraid. And part of that is because I've spent a lot of my career as like when I was a coach and stuff, like talking to people about releasing their fears and overcoming their fears. So I'm like, well, who am I to say like how, what, if I'm afraid, how could I possibly have ever been telling anyone else to like get over it? Granted, that's not what I would say. It would be a lot more nuanced than that. But, you know, like really releasing the judgment of being afraid. Everybody is afraid of something at some point, right? And what makes me afraid, like I could, I clearly am not afraid to talk to people. I can get up in front of like a room full of people and say something and know that like at some point I'll make them laugh. At some point I'll make them feel something. At some point I might make myself feel silly, but like, I don't know, it'll be a human experience and I'm here for that, right? So like that doesn't scare me. So when I think of things like that, where I'm like, Elizabeth, you've done things that are so fucking scary, but they didn't scare you right? The things that scare me, I'm not even totally sure, to be honest with you. So maybe it's not fear. Maybe I need to dig deeper on that. But that's what I mean, where this is asking you, this full moon is asking you to like, like start peeling back the layers. What's underneath the things that you think you're afraid of, or what's underneath these releases? Like, what truly is holding you back? That's what we mean. Like really start digging deeper, asking the question, sitting and pondering, you know, like slowing down so that you can then speed back up. Like we have to slow down sometimes in order to take things apart and then put things back together or, or ask ourselves the hard questions and be like, huh, interesting. Okay. Well, now I can move forward with clear vision, with a lighter, you know, energy, whatever it is, Right. So in order to take steps toward our bigger vision, it's a must, okay? Um, Put yourself in the spotlight of your own life, right? Like truly be the main character of your own life, romanticize things. And I know for me, like one of the biggest things I hear from people um, in regards to sharing online is like, no one cares what I'm doing. No one cares what I have to say. And here's the thing. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And just think about like what you like to look at online. You're looking at stuff that other people make or create or like post and you're not thinking this is so stupid. Why do I even care? I mean, maybe you do think that sometimes, but also take a look at that, right? (laughs) Because it's probably your own judgment 
that's coming, that's coming forward, your own judgment and that's projecting. And then you're feeling like that's how other people are going to perceive you when it's really how you're perceiving yourself. Right. I know it's so fucking annoying, but it is what it is. And, um, you know, allowing yourself to be seen, allowing people to witness you, applaud you, tell you good job. Okay. Not everyone's going to be like, she's so annoying and stupid. Like, I don't even know why I'm watching this. Cool. Let them think that and let them either watch or not watch, but that's not on you. It's not on, it's not on us to worry about what other people think about us. Right. And I mean, unless you're harming someone, which anyone listening to this, I don't think you're doing that. Um, it's just something you can let go of letting go of other people's perceptions. Um, yeah. Who fucking cares? They don't, they don't have to live your life. You have to live your life, right? Like why, why does it matter? Because the people who um, are on board with the things that you have to say and do, those are going to outweigh the ones that aren't interested. And those are the ones to focus on, right? Like if a hundred people are into what you're doing and one person is like, this is dumb. Mm, should you stop doing it? Because one person was like, I'm not into it. I would hope not. I would certainly hope not. And also, I'm not a big fan of really caring about anything that people have to say. Like, not necessarily not caring, but like, if you're if you're working on something and you're putting something into the world and you're loving it and it's lighting you up and it's changing your life in some way and it's like reaching the people, then that's it. We don't have to worry about the validation. When I say, you know, allow others to see you, witness you, applaud you, it's like sometimes we, especially, right, we're talking about Leo energy here. They live for that shit. They love a good applause moment. Yes, please praise me. Thank you. Um, So give it to yourself. Allow yourself to feel good, to hear it from the people who do care, right? And that doesn't mean let that guide or dictate your decisions or like where you're going or how it just means allow it, allow it to come in, allow yourself to feel good. Okay. Say goodbye to those who choose not to see you. Okay. There's, there's, it's okay to be, mm, I was going to say misunderstood, which is also okay. Right. It's, it's okay for people to kind of misunderstand you. Like we can't, we all have different lived experiences. So we perceive things differently. And again, unless it's harmful or has harmed someone, we can't really worry about other people misunderstanding us, okay? Now, obviously, if it's like a close person, like someone that's like, hey, I read this thing you, or I heard this thing you said, and this is how it affected me personally, like, you know, that's different. That's different. And and a misunderstanding in that context, like, would probably warrant a conversation, but I'm talking just about in general terms. This is the cancer in me, right, to make sure to always be clarifying. <laughs> Maybe I need to let go of that too. I don't know. Um, but anyway, the people who are choosing not to see you, right? It's why I don't, I just don't um, argue with people on the internet anymore. I just can't because most of the time, the people, people on the internet that are saying things like as fact, they don't, they don't want to engage in conversation. Um, I save that for other types of environments, right? Like I could get into what went down with a recent mentor of mine. I don't really 
feel like it's necessary. Although there was a lot that happened where I was like, yeah, this is why you are not for me. Um, but it is a, a bit of an example. So maybe I'll give you a very short version, right? It was like, I was in a program with her. It hadn't started yet though, but I had technically said yes already. This is where it's like the coaching industry is such bullshit because it bleh, like, I just can't sometimes, but anyway, there was a verbal agreement there. Right. And, um, things popped off. I was absolutely no longer in alignment with her and her value system. My value system was very different. And just like I talked about on our, on the, my last episode of like being your own spiritual bitch, like I don't play when it comes to that kind of shit. And I, I will exit stage left. Bye-bye. See you later. But since she was someone that I had known for quite a long time, we were kind of in each other's inner circles. I decided to, ch to talk with her first, have a conversation. And she totally gaslit me. She totally spoke, like came from her trigger, right? Like I sent her an email. That's how she, the only way she liked to be communicated with. Um, and, and she responded immediately, immediately. And that's how, you know, like she didn't let it breathe. She didn't come back to it in an hour. Nope, nope, nope. She responded straight out of her trigger. And it was very, very, very obvious. And then she said some harmful things um, that just really sealed the deal. And instead of going back and forth, I was like, you know, and, and then she responded to me to basically tell me, you know, how wrong and stupid I was. Um, then she pretended to be different on the internet. She pretended to be how, so she was mad because I told her that our value systems didn't align anymore because of X, Y, and Z. She then responded saying how she is X, Y, and Z. Therefore we, I, I have no basis of, of nothing I'm saying is, is accurate or true. So, and then she went on the internet and pretended she like started reposting all the same things that I was reposting or liking to make it look like she was of the same mindset or whatever as me. And, and then literally the next day was like back to posting the opposite stuff. And, and to me as a spiritual person, that is like, you're just calling yourself out. I didn't need to call her out. I didn't need to continue talking to her. Because we both knew that she was bullshitting. Totally bullshit. I mean, it was like, I don't, I don't need to tell you. You already know. You already know what you're doing because it's so inauthentic that anyone with eyeballs can see that. So I didn't need to go there. I just didn't. So I just let it be. And I exited and I said bye-bye. See you later. You know, energetically cut the cord. And she's never, ever, ever she's been on her bullshit the entire time. Like she's, she's never revisited the things that she claimed to be. She's hasn't showed any of that since. And it's been over a month. So, you know, I don't remember why I felt the need to share that. What was the need to share that? Hold on. Let me go back to my notes. Um, yes. Okay. So saying goodbye to people who choose not to see it. That's that. She was choosing not to see me. She very easily could have read the email, even though she was triggered. Like if she did her own work, if she walked her talk, she would have 
taken a break, stepped away, thought about it, processed it, digest some of it, come back and had like, I don't know, something more insightful, just something less triggered, right? She would, she would have been able to like maybe have more of a conversation instead of a freak out. And, um, that is a choice, right? She like totally chose to like, to respond the way she did. And so that is, is something different than just being like, um, I misunderstood on the internet. Like, it's okay to just have random people kind of like misinterpret the things you say, like, it's okay. It's okay. Um, but then when they're deeper and more intense or like someone close to you, um, those are different conversations. You know what I mean? But I think more of those types of situations are going to start happening because we as a collective, as people, as humans, our eyes are opening. Our eyes are wide fucking open and we are just more discerning about who we give our energy to, what we give our energy to, who we um, view as like mentors or as leaders. And I think that that discernment is really going to allow us to say goodbye to the environments and people that no longer serve us in our greater vision. And it will allow us to, to say hello to the people, places, environments that do see our greater vision, like share in the greater vision. Um, that doesn't mean we have to be exactly like each other. Um, in fact, I that totally not like, no, no, no. But to have similar value systems, to want the same outcomes for kind of like the world and humans as a whole, I think that's shifting. I think people are really, really wanting to see um, less harm done to all humans, right? Um, I think that that's a big shift that's happening right now. And I think that we're kind of sick and tired of just giving our money away to people and we don't know what they do with it. And they just are like, I don't know internet fairies frolicking around, taking money, saying how to like vibrate higher. You know what I mean? Like, I think we want deeper connections and I think we want people to put, um, what's the phrase, put their money where their mouth is or whatever. Like we want to see, like, are you just saying this to get paid or are you saying this because you believe it? And that's where your buddy's actually going. Right. So, um, yeah, things are going to get disrupted before, they start coming back together and that's totally okay. And I think amongst the heavy feelings right now, um, or maybe even the fear of what's to come, Leo is here to remind us to come back to ourselves, to have fun, to um, adorn ourselves, right? Put on that outfit, go out and have a good time, eat the yummy dinner, um, throw a party, have your friends over, laugh, play, right? Um, and just remember that we're on this path together and the people not meant to be on the path will find a way out. They always do. At least for me, they always do. So, um, allow them to leave. It's okay. You'll find your people, right? Um, so how you can see in your own chart where, how, how this full moon will affect you, right? How, where in your chart can you look? So where is Leo in your chart? I personally have a Leo Mercury. My Mercury is in Leo, which is the sign of communication and higher learning, which is why even as 
a water sign. I'm pretty lively because Leo energy is strong. And um, Mercury, like I just said, is the sign of communication, kind of how we show up and how we are in like group settings. Um, it's why I love podcasting, why I, I, you know, like to be on the internet a lot because I love that interaction with people. Um, I have kind of like a high vibrancy there. I, I, it lights me up instead of drains me. Um, so where does Leo fall in your chart and what parts of it might become activated because of that? And then what planets are in your third house? Because that's where this full moon is, um, has landed. And the third house is all about communication, community, peers, colleagues. So, you know, Leo being in the, in the third landing in the third house for this full moon is like communication, community, peers, colleagues. It's basically like Leo on steroids. So that's why this full moon is like feeling really energetic and vibrant because it's landed in the third house, which is pretty much illuminating all the things that Leo already is. So um, if you pull up your birth chart, you can go to astro.com or astrosofa.com. It'll tell you where Leo is in your chart. And then you can look and see um, what that looks like for you and where the third house is and what's going on in the third house for you. Okay. And if you don't want to look it up or you don't know how, or you just don't care and want me to tell you, that's also fine. You can DM me um, for a full moon reading, or you can click the link in the show notes um, below and there'll be two options available. You can do a live call, um, a live a uh, 35 minute call for 111 or you can do a pre-recorded personal message which is usually like about 10 to 15 minutes long um for $55 okay and those both include some live tarot or some tarot card pulls oracle pulls and um and your personal reading okay all right um oh actually before i so speaking of readings, I will do a card pull right now. Please hold. Uh-huh. Okay. So we got the three of swords and the judgment card. So the three of swords, this is such a gorgeous deck. I fucking love it. It's the serpent fire deck. Um, as she like does all the artwork herself. It's, it's really next level. Okay. So the three of swords confusion, depression, fear, self-doubt are key words. So um, let's see. A woman is guided through a snake-filled desert by three cloaked figures. That's what's on the card here. Um, doubt, apathy, and fear. Mm. With heads caught in a storm cloud, foreboding Saturn looms in the background. Saturn illuminates any shadows we possess, bringing them to the forefront of our consciousness. With this card, we are being asked to face our fears, doubts, and confusions we need to declare that these things are not going to rule us anymore it is the only way to master ourselves and return to the source okay you guys like seriously this is why i fucking love i just love cards i love tarot i love it so much um and my goal this year is to memorize more things because i know i can it's just my brain has a lot going on in it all the time so i haven't like memorize numerology and memorized every single card. Um, but I, I am wanting to like put more effort into that, but honestly, that's pretty much what I was just saying, right? What are we releasing? 
what are the fears and the doubts, like what's underneath all of that and how can we unearth it to bring it forward? Kind of like in, if you imagine, you know, like going down into the dirt, digging it up so that we can plant something new, that's pretty much what's happening here, right? Um, the mantra with this card is I face my sorrow and love myself through every challenge. 100%. And that's the Leo energy, right? Ah, so good. And then, so two cards flew out. First was the three of swords. Um, the second was the judgment card. And I, this, the judgment card is seriously, um, it's good energy. I fucking love it. Okay. Oh my gosh. And it's ruled by Scorpio. So, and Scorpio is the, <laughs> the death rebirth, like sign of transformation, self-analysis, dissecting ideas, reflection, evaluation, and insight. Okay. So a man's head is opened, revealing the mind luminous with activity. So that's, what's on this card. It's literally like, um, a head, but it looks almost like it's a stone or like cosmic energy. And it's open in the middle with like this sparkly brain. Um, above is an all seeing eye representing higher consciousness. It is an all knowing presence, which we can tap into. Now is a time of epiphanies and direct insight into oneself and external situations. 100%. Um, in order to grow, we must be open to constructive criticism. We can allow ourselves to be taken apart with care. Yes, taking these apart, put them back together. Um, when we hold on to ideas of ourselves too tightly, we, we lose objectivity. 100%, like what has not been working? How can we move forward in a way that works better for us? This card asks us to find the higher perspective in all things perhaps in part through the perspective of others. So community, again, right? The third house is being illuminated. Communication, community, peers. How can we learn through getting to know other people? How can we learn through our community? How can we expand our knowledge, expand our thought process by meeting new people and hearing their stories and um, communicating with them, right? Mantra, I am more than the sum of my parts. I am divine consciousness. I love that. I love it. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, I feel like I have nothing left to say now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, you know, just let this be a time of deep thought, reflection, um, be in community when you can, when it feels good. And um, you don't have to go through it alone. Okay. I love you so much. Bye.